Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying the discussion. I just wanted to pop up and tell you that if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the show. In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Only Mel Cruz Show podcast. Today I've got a special group of uh, individuals. We're going to be discussing the girl code. Um, but before we get started, this is my actual first uh, episode and first time in life doing a podcast. And I do need to shout out somebody, uh, Sin City Untamed, which you can find her on every social media platform. She is the inspiration for me actually getting into the podcasting. So I did at least want to just shout out Sin City Untamed. Um, and you can actually find her podcast on Spotify and, and all of the other uh, podcast venues. So the guests today are um, Island, I've got Antoinette, and I have the Timekeeper, and, of course, all of their names are their social media handles for the most part. But um, if you guys can just come in and introduce yourself real quick and just um, so the audience will know who, they'll be able to recognize the, the name with the voice. So, Island, if we can start with you. Hello, I'm Island. Um, 41 years old. <laughs> Experienced a lot in life, but I'm, I'm open to hearing and enjoying this discussion today. Awesome. Antoinette? Uh, hi, my name is Antoinette. Um, I'm also 41 years old, Miss Island. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot in life. Um, I come from a really big family. So I have like a lot of different perspectives from different walks of life. And, you know, I'm just here to like share my experiences and like from what I was taught as being young versus like what I see today, because a lot has changed as far as like our camaraderie as far as women mm -hmm. okay timekeeper i'm a timekeeper i'm 36 years old i have a variety of different friends so it's a lot of different experiences things that i'm told through stories and i just love sharing you know perspectives awesome okay and then of course i am mel cruz and Welcome, everybody. So, yeah, let's dig in and jump right into it. The girl code, you guys, there's so much going on out on social media and, in, you know, just in the world, um, across the nation, overseas. Um, what is the girl code? Anybody want to take a stab at what defining the girl code? Well, for me, I think, the, I'm sorry, you was going to say something. No, no, no. Go ahead, Antoinette. Okay, um, I was going to say that I think the girl code is like, unspoken rules amongst women right and mm -hmm. the purpose of it is supposed to create a genuine a genuine camaraderie amongst us 
and also allow us to have a certain degree of movement especially as black women there has been a lot of you know racial issues that prevented us from progressing forward so we're supposed to come together and have certain codes against each other so we all could progress and we're all supposed to be looking out for each other i agree with that how about you alan i totally agree with that i have noticed though that girl code is different at certain levels with the friendships that you may have with certain women mm-hmm. I, you know it, it might be a stronger one with you somebody you know for a long time versus somebody you really don't know and yeah there's a little bit of girl code there but not on the same level as somebody you would know for a long time if that makes sense yeah, yeah, I can give it that. I can give it that. And Timekeeper, what about you, sir? Um, you know, I think it's it's pretty similar to what guys have in terms of the bro code, except mm-hmm. that I think the biggest difference is that with the bro code, no matter how it goes, we kind of hold, you know, our guy friends or male friends to the same standard. It's just that what we invite or trust into our group is different. Okay. So I did just, you know, some little lightweight research just to be able to uh, discuss from the, um, I guess, what people consider to be the the foundation of the girl code. And they've got a couple of rules out here. Um, One is um, women are not, well, the definition I'm finding is that girl code is the rules of being a woman, especially with regard to dating. Um, but I think it goes a little bit further than that, but definitely dating is one of them because you find a lot of friendships do fall out. Uh, take Meg the Stallion and, and Kelsey, uh, whatever her last name is, um, we'll call it Kelsey Graham, but you know, take, take that situation. For example, apparently, you know, it's like they fell out over a girl code violation. Um, so, but what I really thought was interesting is when I spoke to you yesterday, Antoinette, you said, what, tell me what your thoughts are on the girl code. You said something about not necessarily it seeming like it has credibility. Talk to me about that. Well, I had, you know, my first thought about girl code is almost like it doesn't exist anymore. Um, it used to be a time when girls didn't go out their way to hate on other girls, whether they know them, don't like them, or even if they know them, like it's a lot of fakeness. That's like, it's popular to be fake, you know? And when someone is genuine, they're looked at as is something suspicious now. So if I see a woman out in the street, it is normal now to hate on her and to find something wrong with her. Instead of me walking up to a stranger and say, girl, you look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because of social media, a lot of people use their social media platform as like a diary. So they air out when they not friends anymore. Now you airing out all the dirty laundry. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, so for me, I think like the loyalty is broken. And because there's no loyalty amongst people in general that, you know, that has broken the girl code. If wow. me and you are friends and we have shared intimate things about each other, at any time if we fell out, there should never be a time when everyone knows your business or everyone knows my business just because we don't like each other anymore. I agree with that. What about you, Alan? 
Um, I do believe in girl code. I don't have a, a big group of friends, but the ones I do have, I cherish. And there's just lines that I would never cross because of I, the love I have for my friends. As well, I mean, there's just certain things that should just be a gift, you know, just mutual respect for one another. And even to what Antoinette is saying, like with females uplifting each other, I rarely see that. And even me, myself, when I see something and I think, okay, that looks real cute on that girl, or, you know, she's really pretty. I even have to hesitate. Do I even want to say anything? Because if I say anything, they're going to say I'm being fake or right. they're ass or something like that. And that's not always the, it's not the case. I just mm-hmm. think that looks really good or I really think she's pretty. It's, it's like we can't, I don't know where the disconnect with us bigging up and loving each other mm. started. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I agree with that too, Alan, because I used to say, because I have this habit of like, if it's like, is it like OCD? Because I have this habit where if I see something that's pretty or nice or just, you know, exciting, you know, I, I feel like I always have to say, oh my God, look at that. That's, you know, that's beautiful. Oh, your hair is lovely or, you know, um, and people would all of a sudden, sometimes it felt like people would respond to me like, Oh, girl, you just, you just, you wish you had it like that. You wish you was me. And then that would make me mad for complimenting them, you know? And then I, I, you know, I, I came up with this, with this mantra that was like, this kind of like that said, me complimenting you does not diminish who I am. I'm still, you know, I'm still all good. I'm, I still got it going on, you know, but because I stopped to compliment you does not mean I'm, I think poorly of myself. Uh, timekeeper, what, what, what's your experience with it as far as like your friends and family that you're, what's your perspective? You know, I have a, a cousin who has a friend who literally is a friend of me. And it's, it's very funny. They've known each other since probably a really young age of middle school. And they're, they're friends, but they're also enemies at the same time. And they're girls. I literally watch this play out all the time. So it was always a competition between the two of them. Uh, you know, my cousin always thought her friend was prettier than her. And what was funny is that they would always have these little tit for tats, and it was really interesting. Because at the same time, they could hang out, have a good time, and be like, oh, I can't wait to see you again. And the next day, they'd be like, you know what this person did? I couldn't believe this. And I'm like, but that's supposed to be your friend. One of your best friends. And they'll say, well, it is, but they do stuff that I just don't stand or like. And you know, they'll go some period of time where they won't speak to each other. Mm-hmm. And then they'll talk to each other again. And I'm like, so you guys are friends again? Are y'all not friends? <laughs> what is it? Wow. And I've never seen in my life any other group of people that were ever frenemies except for those two. Wow. Uh, do you guys think that that's... I, I feel like what you just described, Timekeeper, is um, descriptive of a lot of uh, female relationships. I think that's a main, I don't know, Island, Antoinette, what do you guys think about that? I'll say this. I do notice that women naturally now compete. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't say it, it's like this underlying unspoken thing that they compete. 
I have noticed that. Like, even when we look at rap, for instance, men don't have that same. They have it, but it's not as bad as it is for women. Women are always pitted against each other in most things. And so I think somehow that has seeped into the regular everyday woman where she may look at another woman and know the woman is pretty and know the woman is attractive. And in somewhere in her mind, she has told herself, I got to be better than this. I got to be better than her. I got to look better than her. I have to have more than her or at least make the world think I have more than her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's somehow, I don't know where that change happened. But it's, it's like we're always pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it, but... Yeah. And do you think with that dynamic, Island, do you think... I, I feel like self-esteem plays a major role in that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Antoinette, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that self-esteem does play a huge role in it because if a woman is secure in herself and they are happy with the way God made them, it wouldn't be any competition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, society and media, even our rap culture has this underlying tone that if I have these things that makes me better than you, when mm-hmm. material items doesn't make a person You know, I can be a good person and be secure in myself and be happy with the way God made me. And then that has nothing to do with you, you know, and if you feel in some type of way because I'm secure in myself, it doesn't make me better than you either. Mm -hmm. You know, it all starts with self-love. A lot of women, I believe, um, don't practice a lot of self-love and don't take time to help themselves and build themselves up and build up their own self-esteem. And then that seeps out into society and then that seeps out in relationships with other people as well. And you guys, yeah. No, I was just going to add, you know, honestly, that's something that has to be started from when you're a child. Because even me, you know, I come from a strict Caribbean home and my even though God rest their souls, they were great parents to me. But I know there's things that growing up that they would say and do that has affected me as I've gotten older. I had to sit with myself and learn to love myself. But, you know, that is something that needs to be ingrained from childhood. Yes. In all honesty. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I was raised where our, my father has a lot of brothers and sisters, right? So, like, mm-hmm. when I was little, my aunties and uncles would always tell me how pretty I was. And then I never thought nothing about it. Um, and I thought that maybe they said that because we all look just alike. Like, all of us have the same fat cheeks and everything. But then mm-hmm. as I got older, I came to appreciate that because once you, if like, the self-esteem starts when you're young, right? And once you get in school, kids tear down your self-esteem as well so if you're not securing yourself as a child and from the home you know you get you build those insecurities in school being teased and things like that 
and then it festers and creates some a, a, a monster that you can't control once you become grown. And for me, because I was always told, you know, and been uplifted as a child, those things didn't affect me when I got in school. I was thinking like you lying, and then I. Do that to my children. Like I have affirmation statements that I will always tell them since they were babies. So now that they're in school, if someone they'll tell me, "Mommy, so and so said that I was ugly," and I told him he was a lie, I didn't have to reinforce anything else to him because I instilled that in him before he got to school. Yeah, and you're right, and Island. It does start at home. Yeah, because I was constantly compared to my sister as a child. She was the good-looking the nice body you're the, pretty I know, I know right the all of that and i was always oh that's your sister oh or even my dad would say slick stuff and you know so growing up i kind of embedded in my head like i'm not enough and so it took me to kind of like sit back sit outside and kind of evaluate okay this you know my parents kind of failed on that part but i have to fix that mm. that's a powerful statement island you know so it's you have to i i, I can't stress enough like you it really does start with your child it really does awesome timekeeper you've heard a lot uh, chime uh, in chime in sir um you know, it, it, I can totally agree with the rest of the panel on this one. Um, just the way that you're kind of raised and, and your, your uh, lessons that you're taught do affect you as an adult. Um, even affects the type of friends you have. Because you people do put, uh, sometimes they put their self-worth or their own validation in the type of friends they have. So if they go, you know, I'm this kind of person or I feel I'm this kind of person, then these are the type of friends I deserve. And in yeah. turn, when you have, let's say, you get the bad group of friends where, you know, you may view one of your friends as being more attractive, one of your friends being more athletic or smarter. Uh, that kind of will affect your, you know, connection with them and possibly how they view the girl code because they can go, well, well, I'm prettier than her. So I, I can get away with doing these things. Mm. And most people say, well, I got to accept it because they're the only friends I have or the best friends I can receive. Mm. Well, you guys, okay, so listen, <clears throat> we're going to take a quick break. So if everybody will mute your mic, we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, um, I want to delve a little bit more into, uh, well, here's the question I want you guys to be able to respond to. When, um, if we realize that it really starts at home, the self-esteem portion, um, because before we can um, even abide by any type of code, one self-esteem and self-love, all of that does come into uh, uh, play. It comes into play. It's essential. So the question for you guys when we come back is, if we didn't get the correct or the appropriate amount of self-esteem building as children, um, and, and this is specific to girls, what do we do now as women? What do we do to build that so we can kind of get in the line? So if everybody will mute your mic, and we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back, and that's the question on the table at that time, all right? Hi, thanks for listening to the Only Male Cruise Show podcast. Hope you're enjoying the discussion. Feel free to leave a voice clip right here of any questions, comments, or discussion topics you would like to hear 
or even participate in. We'd love to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And again, this is the Only Male Cruise Show, the podcast. Today we're discussing uh, the girl code. And there are so many aspects to the girl code that we can't cover it all in one day, but I feel like this is a topic that needs to constantly be revisited. Um, our guests on the panel today are Island Antoinette and the Timekeeper. Um, so the question on the table was, if the uh, if a woman has determined that her self-esteem is a key issue in her being able to just you know succeed in life, um, if she if she finds out that as a child, if she realizes as a, as a youth, she did not get the appropriate self-esteem building and, and has determined now as an adult that, you know, she has low self-esteem or uh, a fractured self-esteem. What does she need to do now? What can she do to get her self-esteem in check? A healthy self-esteem. You guys just jump right on in. Okay, I, I just think that you have to tell yourself, look, this is the one body, the one mind, the one spirit, or whatever you believe in. This, this, is, this is you whole. You either can learn to appreciate it and respect it, or, or you know, you could, you could stay in that dark place for the rest of your life. So for me, I had to learn, okay, this is who I am. This is what I look like. I'm, I can't change it. The only thing I can do is work on being the best me that I can be and know that it's enough. Yeah. It's enough. I agree. Yeah. And to, to add to you, Island, um, it's really accepting your imperfections, right? Um, mm. We're all human and we all have imperfections. So, to accept those things and say this is the way I am but I'm still beautiful I'm still intelligent um, I still have a lot of things going on for myself so despite those imperfections let me focus on the positive things of myself um, you know I started to build some insecurities from a relationship um, I had a relationship with a narcissist so at, in me getting away from that narcissistic person I had to create affirmation statements and look myself in the mirror and I started telling myself those things every single day. So despite of what I was told about myself and I started to self-doubt myself and I started to make myself feel less value as a woman and as a black woman and as a person, I wrote these cards and I still have them stuck to my mirror to this day. When I move, those cards move with me and I still practice those things. I remember them now, so I just tell myself those things now. But doing that helps a lot, is to accept your imperfections and practice self-love and self-appreciation. Mm. I agree. Awesome. And well said, Antoinette. Well said. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Timekeeper, come on with it. <laughs> I think that in order to... Um, you know, to build yourself esteem, especially for young ladies, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, but I think that nowadays it's they've made it such a wonderful process to do so with so many different programs and things with being able to encourage women to live up to their full potential. I think that uh, 
picking in the right circle of friends makes a huge difference. If you have, you know, a positive friend that's going to motivate you into being your best self and you know, not allowing you to give into your own self-doubt and your own negativity, it's always a great gift. And, and something you were saying, um, Antoinette, about the mirror, I usually tell people that the, the most um, difficult thing to really understand is that when we wake up in the morning, one of the first things we do is we look into a mirror. And it's so easy to tear ourselves apart when we look into the mirror because we're looking at all, all the quote-unquote imperfections, all the things we don't think fit our life or fit our face or our image. And I tell people, when you go to a mirror and you tear yourself apart, you're already doing so much more harm than you can ever do as good because the world's already set out to tell you all the things you can't do and accomplish. It shouldn't start with you doing it in the mirror. You should, just like you said, affirmations, tell yourself, hey, I got this today. Uh, you know, I look great today. This is a really great image I'm going to do, and I'm going to put the best foot forward. Yeah. So if we had to, if we had to create, <clears throat> let's just say we were going to compile a list of, of uh, do's and don'ts for the girl code, um, would, you know, what do you guys think, like, is one, <clears throat> would one of the rules, do you think, be that, you know, we have to encourage each other, um, you know, that women should encourage each other. Uh, I mean, what do you, what, what kind of rules do you think should, should be in the girl code? Uh, one would be definitely encouragement. It would be, if you're not encouraging, uh, you know, another girl and you're not saying, hey, you can accomplish something or you're not encouraging to help them follow their dreams or accomplish goals, then, you know, you're breaking the code. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I don't know if you guys' mom used to tell you, but my mom used to tell me is if you can't say nothing nice, then don't say nothing at all. So for me, I've, I'm always a big, you know, I try an advocate of supporting, especially black people, supporting things in the best way I can. It's just a clap, a hand clap, and being supportive of one another like that will break a lot of the hate because the underlying reason why I feel like the girl code has been broken is like Island said like women you know have this com- competition with each other that's unnecessary we all have for the most part the same struggles and and have you know the same type of experiences so why hate on each other we should be supporting one another and if we can just do that practice random acts of kindness to one another, then a lot of this hating and jealousy will go away. I definitely agree. I feel like focus on you and what you have going on. Don't don't worry about what the next person has going on. Like support one another of of course, but know that what you're what path you're on Wherever you're trying to get to with the work and determination, you'll get there. You don't have to be like your counterpart, your friend. As long as you are successful in what you're doing and it's making you happy, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know? And then as women, uplift each other. You know? It's okay to be your homegirl or your friend or the next woman's cheerleader when she's got something great or positive going on. It yeah. could be motivation for you. 
to say, you know what, if she can do it, and I remember seeing her starting out and how much work she put into it and now look at her, then I, I can go on ahead and I can work on me and do the best for me. You know, don't use it as competition, use it as motivation. Mm. So I feel like, too, that one of the main things, and you guys let me know what you think, I feel like one of the things that um, is an issue or the, the number one violator of the girl code or violation of the girl code is women uh, going behind their quote-unquote friends back and entering into some type of sideway relationship with their with their man. Um, and I feel like, too, that self-esteem, if, if a woman's self-esteem is, a, you know, at an appropriate level, because I think we all have dips in our self-esteem, even men, you know, we have dips in our self-esteem. But if we're on, typically on a consistent you know, maintaining a, a consistent level of, of <clears throat> healthy self-esteem, um, a lot of that would be avoided. So what do you guys think of that? What do you think is the reason that um, you find this cattiness going on? And I, I want to use Megan and, and Kelsey as an example because that is, I mean, that's c- case of, you know, main violation of, of the girl code. If that's true, I don't know if that's true or not, but just using it as an example. Um, what do you think, you know, what what else do you think is the reason why that seems to be like a number one reason or a number one violation of the girl code? You know, Chris Rock said it best. You know, men will look at their homeboy's girl and be like, she's a nice girl. I hope I meet somebody like her. Where women are women are reversed. They're like, no, I want him, and I will cut that bitch's throat to get him. That is the honest truth. It is. It really is. Like, I I would not want what my friend has, honestly. To me, that's beyond creepy in itself, but I just, I don't I don't know. Maybe I can't speak on because I don't know. I don't understand it at all. I don't know why you would want something that your homegirl has. It's for her, not for you. Mm. <laughs> so it's just crazy to me. And again, I think some of that falls into competition too. You know, front of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you cool with her, but in the back of your mind, you like, I'm better than this girl. And I can give her money if I want to. You know, some girls yeah. yeah. Sadly, but true. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. That is true. That happens a lot. Yeah, and I think that comes with a certain level of discernment. Um, for me, I, I'm very close to a lot of my cousins, so I don't have too many female friends. And the reason why I don't have too many female friends because I realize that that underlying jealousy and low self-esteem is very deep in a lot of women. So if I get any type of clues that you're like that, then I try to just stay away. Like I'm a big component of being cordial, but keeping my distance just for that that reason. A woman would smile in your face and the whole time is hating on you. The whole time wants what you have for whatever reason, instead of getting it on their own, then they would rather just take what's yours. But for whatever reason, I don't understand why is it like that. 
But again, that comes from having low self-esteem and, and really uh, focusing on what other people have and what other people's definition of success is, right? So I had a t- made a tweet and it was just on my mind where it was saying that like, don't let other people define what success is for you. Um, success is you creating an idea and executing on that idea. So that doesn't necessarily have to be attached with money. You know, you can find yourself successful in achieving any type of goals. You know, I'm a big component on setting short-term and long-term goals and achieving those things. And so many people, especially women, are more focused on what other people have instead of practicing and focusing on what they have on their own. Wow. (laughs) I just realized that, you know, everyone has, like, that messy friend. Mm -hmm. You know, who will always do something that's, you know, out of pocket or disrespectful. And then for some reason, we all, whether we're male or female, will justify it. Yeah. That's just how they are. And we just kind of melt this, like, way of accepting them, making these mistakes or crossing these lines. And I think that one rule that it brings it back to, like, the rule for the goal code should be establishing the boundaries of what you accept in a friendship because I think a lot of people will, will will stay in friendships, especially girls and you know guys, stay in friendships because they've known the person for thirteen years, and will accept you know them being either negative or them being you know destructive to what we're trying to do, our behaviors, and say, well, that's just how you know such and such is because I've known her since middle school, and yeah. I accept that she does these things or says these things or tries to do certain things that are harmful to me because I've known them for such a long time. So there's always one person in that group, friend group or friend of me group, that is always messy, sloppy, and they'll tell you stories like, I did X, Y, and Z, and you're laughing at the stories until they actually do it to you. Mm. And it's like, you say, well, I don't think it's going to be done to me, but the signs are clearly there. If they told you they went to the bar and made out with some guy in front of their girlfriend, doesn't mean they won't do the same, you know, that's a really good point that's a really good point timekeeper um so what do we do about that what what's what's the girl code for uh, you know the messy friend you know at some point i mean do we just stay in there do we keep them what if what if they do like timekeeper said what if they do violate us um what do we do? Do we just say, "Oh, you know, okay, I forgive you, okay," and remain their friend? Do we give them a warning? How do you do? How do you? What is the girl code for handling some, a, a quote unquote friend that is always stabbing you in the back? How? Do, what's the girl code for that? I I think it's if you know in a relationship, just like if a man is constantly cheating on you, in most situations you're going to say, "You know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to walk away." Sometimes you have to do that with friendships too. Sometimes you have to sever ties with friendships that aren't healthy for you. If this person is always, it's always something negative connected with them, then you don't need them in your life. Yeah, you may have known them for years, and your mom and her mom are the coolest of, of friends as well. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to stick around with that friendship. Sometimes you just need to leave people where they are because they're not meant to go on that journey with you any further. Like, that's just what it is. 
I'm sorry. No, no, no. Angela, you're good. I was just going to say, especially if you want to better yourself. Yeah. And then it's also like you don't have to remain close to someone. Um, if someone violates me and, and violates the friendship, then I started handling handling people with a, a long spoon. Like right. I can still communicate with you, but I'm not going to allow you to do that again to me. Like you showed me who you are. I totally believe you. So now I have to change how I communicate with you. I'm not going to let you constantly do those same things. And it's checking that behavior as well. Mm. You know, I've seen, I have a few friends that have messy friends. And my first question is, did you talk to them about it? Well, no. Well, why? You don't let bad behavior keep going on. You have to say something about it and don't just say that, oh, that's just the way they are. Okay, if that's the way you are, let's talk about it. And let you know not to play with me like that. Mm. Mm. I agree with that. Wow. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, you know, one thing I read about the girl code, for an example, um, is say you're in the club and or you're at a social event or social gathering public gathering and a guy comes up to comes up to you and let's say this guy is you know interested in your friend it's that's clear or that guy is actually you know married to or in a relationship with your friend and let's say the guy tries to holler at you on the low low um what i found that a suggestion that was made to handle a situation like that is uh, especially if you're just like first meeting them is, you know, like the guy comes up and says, Hey girl, you know, let me holler at you. You know, what's your number? Let me get them digits. Um, is would be to write down the phone number of the girl, you know, he's in a relationship with and uh, say, you know what, holler at this girl. Cause I think she'd be more interested in you than me. She's more your type. I think that's a good idea. I think it's, <laughs> What do you guys think about that? It's a a slick one, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it, I think it would diffuse the situation like rather quickly and and avoid, um, you know, and prevent like a lot, you know, the infighting or even the uh, possibility of the guy being able to come in and wedge, you know, and and create a wedge between a friendship already. But I feel like the woman has to be willing to honor that, you know, their relationship, even if he's not willing to. Right. This is a question that I'd like to throw out there, though. Absolutely. Okay, let's say she does that scenario. Would that friend go back and tell her what has occurred? Mm. That is the question when it comes to girl code. Right. Because with girl code, you have to be able to be vulnerable with your girlfriends and as in the same time know that you may not receive good or bad good or bad you know you might get good or bad feedback she may not believe you are you willing to go on ahead and risk that so that you can at least know okay I have integrity about the situation and I told her what has been done whether she believes me or not then you know Right. My hands are clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's almost like a double-edged sword because I've had a situation where I told my friend and like you said, she got mad and said I was lying. Um, and then it comes out to be a cheater and, or, and he gets caught. And then the friend ran back to me telling me that she was sorry or whatever. Then after that situation, now I'm scarred. And I'm like, you know what? If I see something going on the streets, I'm not saying nothing. And then it came to find out you seen it, why you didn't tell me. And it's That's what happened like, with me. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do at that point? So, in me trying to explain myself, and like I've had a situation similar to this, and I got cursed out. So I told myself that I wasn't going to get involved anymore because a woman can accept cheating. But just so happened that particular friend didn't accept cheating. She found out about the cheating, and she was done. When I had a friend that knew her man was out cheating, and because she was trying to accept it, she was delusional to it like she didn't want to see it yeah. it's almost like a double-edged sword when it comes to it that and, and and honoring that girl code within that because it really just depends on the woman and what she's allowing in her relationship yeah in that situation I'd say you need to videotape and, and, and if you're talking about it <laughs> <laughs> do it from a distance like a private eye because <laughs> they can they they can deny the word, but they can't deny the videotape and the uh, photos you need to bring up the table. I know that's right. Yeah, take that's a picture right. and send it to her. <laughs> right, and then yeah. just have them explain that caption. Um, yeah. No, but I I remember I was in a, a situation where I was uh, in between two girls that were friends, and I didn't. I would hate to say this person was. I'm not going to say crazy. I'm going to say not well. Because okay. what happened was is I'm, I'm close friends with this one woman who I've known for, gosh, almost 20 years. And one day, one of her friends had added me on social media. It says we have a common friend relation. We don't say much. And, you know, I say hello and I'm polite and cordial. And she would call me randomly just at random times. Just, just to chat, even though I have never met her or don't know her. And uh, she would also come on to me a lot. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I debated with myself whether I should tell my friend this is going on. Because it made me a little uncomfortable because I'm like, she's asking, well, how close are you with our friend? You know, have you guys ever dated? I said, no, we've never dated. We've just been friends for quite some time. And she goes, well, would you ever date her? I'm like, I'm thinking, why would you ask? And I go, you know, it's a possibility, but I, we just never have gone there. And she, the friend, uh, built this whole story that she tells my friend, I told her I was a lawyer, and I always travel out of town, and then I invited her to my place, and she one day gets really upset with me, apparently. I don't know why. And she tells my friend this. So my friend gets mad at me when she calls me. Hey, my friend told me that you... Um, told you you were a lawyer, you're not taking your calls anymore. I said, I, I never call your friend. We maybe talked twice in our whole lifetime. And it wasn't even a long conversation. And I go, I didn't want to tell you this, but she's also been hitting on me and I didn't know how to say anything. So wow. it, it put me in a really weird predicament. <laughs> Come to find out this girl's been dating a guy for a whole two years. So I was wondering, what are you doing? Fine. So what happened with the uh, what happened with the relationship then? Uh, they are still friends, but she, my friend also explains that her friend 
is a little odd. So mm. she's that messy friend that she accepts. And mm. I have no idea why. Oh, wow. Wow. If I had found she, she elaborate, I made that elaborate story like that, I would have been done with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's just too much to. That's just that's too much for me to process with everything I'm trying to do. That is some added baggage. I want to ask you guys: <clears throat> Do women of other races um, do they have a girl code, and is it the same as ours, or do they abide by it? Are they better at abiding by the girl code? What do you guys think about that? You know, I never really paid attention, but I don't, I don't know if the girl code is strong for other races. I know that it's very stronger for us and that we're always talking about it mm. in the sense of bonds and, you know, but I don't, I don't know. Answer that. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't really know about like a girl or broco when it comes to other races, but I know that other races as a whole are are more connected to each other and they look out for each other more than we are as black people. I know that if one gets into a top position, they're automatically going to bring their own and in a job, but we don't do those same things. We want to compete and attack and each other but when it comes to other races they don't do that they don't do that in social media they don't do that out in the real world like nepotism is real in the workforce when it comes to other races but it's not like that when it comes to us yes yeah, so i don't know about individual women or men but i know as a whole they band together they get up together like voltron <laughs> all right that is true that, that's a very true thought because I I just like I think that for us as as minorities we're always afraid. We're, I, I can't speak for myself, but I can say a lot of people are always afraid that if they bring someone else in, that's you know, part of their inner circle, that it diminishes what they're doing. Yeah. Like it's such a limited space space to be in mm. that bringing another individual puts their position at risk. And I don't know why that concept exists, but it feels like that's the common thing. Because I've had friends who'll be like, oh, I only really recommended you for the job because I trust you. My other friends I don't trust. But yet they'll still hang out with their friends, eat with their friends, have drinks with their friends, spend time with them, but don't trust to bring them into certain circles or certain events. Right. I'm going to tell you what, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation with you guys today, and I really appreciate the perspectives that you guys brought to the table. I have just awesomeness there. Um, and... You know, I, like I said at the beginning of this program, um, you know, we won't be able to discuss and get it resolved all in, in one hour. This, you know, there's so many components to the girl code. And, and I think that like one of the main things we hit on at the beginning of the show was um, self-esteem. I think that that has the level of self-esteem one has determines where they go in a variety of, of uh, areas in life. Um, but I do appreciate so much you guys, you know, Showing up to my very first podcast episode, and you guys, you guys are superstars, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your commentary. Um, you know, hopefully, I can have you guys come back again, and um, you know, we'll be discussing this topic. Well, I plan to continue, you know, 
touching base on this topic just every now and then just to see where it, where it goes. Any parting thoughts from anyone? Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me on the panel. Um, it's been a really interesting panel to be on and an interesting subject to discuss because I remember having to do research last night and asking a lot of my female friends, what is the girl code? And is it similar to the bro code? What is the differences? You know, and they would give me their perspective and things. And as they were sharing with me, I just felt, oh, great, okay. I know experiences that have happened that are relatable. Awesome. I appreciate you being your timekeeper. Certainly. Anyone else? Yeah, I want to thank you also, Mel. Um, it to- totally came unexpected, but like this was a really good conversation. Absolutely. Um, that I, you know, hope that we can, you know, have conversations like this again because yes. mature conversations are needed, especially yeah. in, in the social media realm. But thank you. Absolutely. And thank you, Antoinette. I, girl, listen, thank you extra. I appreciate you agreeing and pulling up, girl. You already know. Island, any parting thoughts, ma'am? Um, just thankful that you even, you know, me crossed your thoughts. Um, because I don't get to have these type of conversations normally with people, so it, it was refreshing to have. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys all. All of you are so some awesome individuals in my book. Like I said, I got your name down here, and you got all of you guys got five stars. How about that? So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's the podcast. And listen, tune in, like, share, subscribe, and we will see you when we see you.